0: It is Friday, 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 August 27th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. I am Brandon Beliso. Welcome to Success Never Sleeps, where we take your questions as a small business owner, particularly a small martial arts school owner, and we help you find the right answers. OS Smith said it really well. We're drowning in information and starving for wisdom. And that wisdom is really understanding who you are, what is your version of success, why are you here, and then asking the right questions questions to fulfill your version of success. And that's the challenge Just so much information. You know, I read an alarming, alarming uh, piece of data yesterday, and, and I want to share it. 94% of teenagers will know what porn is. You know, that's, that's just not appropriate for a kid, right? But because of the internet, they're exposed to so much information, so much, and it's a huge challenge. And so you as a small business owner, if you don't know who you are, What is your purpose in this world? And what is your version of success? You know, I was talking to a school owner the other night and he doesn't want to have multiple schools. He wants one school with 300 students and then he wants to go off and do his photography and other things. I said, that's cool, man. That's your version of success. But at least you know that. Whereas some people believe the only way to be successful is to have multiple schools. No, no, it's not. You know, and that's why Sam Ahn, who's a good friend and a mentor of mine, will be coming out to its time-life change in November. Why? Because Sam owns one school, 120 students. He's a multimillionaire. Because he figured out, I'm going to take the money I make, right? And I'm going to learn how to invest in this market. And over three decades or so, however long Sam's been doing it, he's created financial freedom. Now, because the reason I say that, there's so many school owners in this world that don't want multiple schools. They're always telling you, Right. You need to work on your business, not in it. You work on it, not in it. Well, you know what? Some of you love to teach. Some of you love being in your schools. I have to admit, in the past year and a half with this challenging time, I've came back to teaching full-time. I love it. I freaking love it. I was born on the mat. I'll die on the mat. That mat out there is home to me. So to be teaching again um, full-time has really allowed me to appreciate what I did before at a higher level, and it also allows me to cultivate new content to share with you because I'm not sitting in some freaking glass house hypothesizing, well, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should. No, I'm in the freaking trenches like you each and every day. So as you come aboard, share this. I hope you're sharing it and sharing it. James, I'll get I'll get to that question there, James. Hold on to that. Ricardo from New Jersey, Steph Gilbert, what's happening? Bob Poole is here. James Walker is here. It's a Rocky Mountain kind of day. Jason Smith, Jim and Connie. I love it. Come aboard. Do say hello. Say hello. Knock it off. Say hello. All right, but as always, I've got to stop and thank my sponsors before we get this this thing rocking and rolling hard. My sponsors, of course, are my studio. They have new updates uh, to to their trials and a couple of things like that. You know, somebody somebody said, you know, I'm starting out with with my studio. What are the pros and cons? Hey, man. You know, nothing's going to be perfect. I've been with four or five major systems over the years, and none of them's perfect. So what I look for in any kind of CRM system, tech-based software, is that they're constantly making updates. Are updates inconvenient? Yes, it is. Absolutely. But you know what? What I really dig about it is that my studio is always making updates. Are they always the best updates at first? No right? And then you fix it again and you fix it again. But that commitment to the Kaizen theory of constant improvement is what you should look for in a software company. Do not think any software company is perfect. Technology is changing every day. So they're constantly making updates, 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 updates. You need to be cool with that. Cool. and then of course kids love life skills i think one of the prime reasons we're in the position we're in is because people view us as an investment for their child not an extra crypto activity you need a great character development system in your school kids love life skills is that system go to kidslovelifeskills.com right now and set up and uh discovery call with marco mozzola lc accounting my sister letitia you know She's been one of my angels, just in general, through my whole life. But she's been one of my angels through these challenging times. She backs me up. You know, she deals with my um, eccentric. I'm very eccentric. And I appreciate her patience and love with me. And then, of course, Market Muscles, Stephen Reinstein and the gang out there. Market Muscles, um, I'm going to share my stats with you, where we are this month with Market Muscles. And I haven't done anything. I've only changed a little bit of copy. I'm going to get in there, though, next month. I'm going to change pictures. I'm going to create some pages. We're going to do a lot of this stuff. But Market Muscles, also one of our other sponsors for uh, for the show. Now, let's take a look at these stats. I want you to see this. Here's where we are as of 827, okay? Right now, we're at 854 students between two locations. Pre-pandemic, we were closer to 1,000, more like 950. But 1,000 is always my benchmark. I want 500 in each location. We're in about 3,700 square feet per location. Uh, if I map it out like real estate, 500 students pays the rent, pays my people well, and puts about a 35% net in my pocket. Okay, that's my goal. So each school we want up at 500. That's our business model. It's not everybody's business model. Some people call it that's a big school. That's a lot of work. Well, you know what? And we make a lot of money. So here we are. So with Market Muscles, we have 217 leads this month. Now, some of those leads never responded to my text, some of them respond to my email. Do we call people? No, we do not. We choose not to do that, right? We choose not to do that. I have this one group, this investment group, who calls me every three months, like clockwork, asking me if I'm ready to sit down with them and go over their different programs and stuff. And I'm not. So why call me? You know, I I think what's the key to empowerment is if and when I'm ready to talk to you, I'll call you and I'll buy. I'll buy. I think that's the neat thing about that. So we choose not to call. So out of that 217, I'd say 35, 40 of those are people that have not replied to any of our texts or our emails. Fine. If you want to sign up or if you want more information, you'll do it, right? Think about that. Think about that. So I want you to be mindful of that. And what do you do, right? Do you call them? Do you send them a postcard? Do you keep plying them with emails? Do you keep texting them? What is right? What is wrong? I don't know. Salespeople would say you got to call them 20 times in a week and send them 50 emails and you know, some people do. But here's the results. 94 new students between two locations. Pretty good, right? I think it's I think it's darn good. San Francisco, what are we at? 416 students, 35 new students in San Francisco, right? Look at Millbrae. 436 and 59 new students. 59. And these are all legit because I've been tracking uh, the market muscles leads myself. I've been answering them myself because I want to give you real data, not some BS stuff that's out there. You know, you could buy a thousand bots in Egypt right now, right? And get a thousand leads. That doesn't make them legit. And I say it all the time I don't want leads. I don't want trials. I don't want students. I want relationships relationships. Now we know come August, kids go back to school. It happens. Hey, we're going to stop for a while. You know, we want them to get back in school, blah, 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 blah. That's totally understandable. So those people will hold or drop out. The second group are the people who came just for the summer. We have people that only train during the summer and then they quit and they come back next summer and that's the rotation. Be okay with that. Don't get all stressed out. Don't get freaked out and funky. Okay. Just don't let that happen. But I'm very grateful to say we're at 854. Good numbers, right? 94 new, 217. Thank you to Market and Muscles. And those are our numbers. Cool. We got a lot of questions. I want to hop into this right away. And do keep putting your questions down in the comments. Ricardo, thank you for sharing, Ricardo. Adam Parker from the UK, my brother. Steph. Okay, so let me take a look at this. Other than hyper life skills patches and leadership programs, can you share with us some other program that has been successful for you? Our curriculum. That's what's successful for us. Our curriculum. We spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of effort, we spend a lot of um, investment in training our team on a weekly basis, and they're paid for that. We spend a lot of time teaching it, cultivating new ideas, really. I say it all the time that your curriculum is the food in your restaurant and your curriculum is the foundation of your culture. You know, these other jelly beans and I love hyper life skills patches. Of course, kids love life skills. You know, I love them, but don't make no mistake, make no mistake. The heart and soul of our school is Kempo Karate, and we've cultivated that with curriculum videos. We've cultivated that with 15-minute virtual private lessons. We've cultivated that with workshops, all these different things to help retain, as retention is the theme for today. Retention, retention, retention. I know we're looking for the holy grail. We're looking to crack the code, so what do we do? We buy all of these programs, right? We buy all of them. My challenge with that, and I was working with a school owner in Germany, is he had my program for three to five-year-olds. He had somebody else's program for uh, six to nine. He had uh, hyper for the teenagers. Then for the adults, he had uh, his his penchotzilai. So my that's my challenge, is these kids would do excellent kids and then figure, I'm done and leave. This other kid was like samurai kids or something. They do that and leave. Then they would do hyper and leave. Then it, So the challenge is there's no bridge right? There's no bridge connecting the dots. That's why I believe your core curriculum, white belt experience, all the way through black, needs to be based upon what you do. Now, I know three to five-year-olds can't do Kenpo. They just simply can't, the majority of it. So we put that there. But other than that, for us, it's Kempo Karate from white belt all the way through black, first degree, second, third degree, because there's a continuity there and they're building upon it. So Cosmo, I would recommend you look at your own curriculum and ask yourself, what can we do better with this? How do we improve upon this? Cool? And that would be my answer to that question. Oh, we got a lot of questions today. Cool. And everything, what is it all about? Retention, retention, retention. And what does retention mean? Now, I, I I, want to go at this a little different way. Retention means to retain information, right? To retain information in your memory. Well, for me to retain information in my memory, it has to be a memorable experience. Okay? So write this down. This is important. If I want to retain my students, I need to create an experience that is worth remembering. Okay? I walk into your bathroom, it's really freaking dirty, the floor is sticky, I'm going to remember you have a jacked up bathroom. You feel me? So everything in your business should be creating memorable experiences. Why did, you know, I was talking to mom the other day, I was doing a school tour, and I asked her, why do you think all of our corners are rounded? She said, so a kid doesn't bust his head open, see? Shouldn't remember that, that attention to detail to round off all the corners of our tables, you know, our benches, our pony wall, something as simple as that creates that memorable experience that makes them remember you again and again. So when we talk about retention, think about that. We want them to retain information, apply that to your curriculum. If it's just a bunch of memorization and there's no learning and comprehension in that then guess what? There's no memorable experience. Now, here's the yin to the yawn. Retention also means to hold on to something, to hold on to them. I choose not to do that because that's fear-based. I got to hold on to you. I won't let you go. So I got you in a contract. You try to leave. I'm going to take you to court. I'm going to guilt you and sit you in the office and say what terrible parents you are allowing your child to quit. Who's ever heard that song and dance? Anybody? Put it in the comments. Who has ever heard that comment? Thank you for posting that, Marco. All right, so who's ever heard that? We've we've heard that script. Well, if they want to quit, call an emergency meeting, sit them down, and worst case scenario, tell them what kind of parent are you for letting your child quit? I choose not to do that, because that's fair based I choose to step on that, mat, my team and I, and we teach really well. And if we teach really well, we believe the odds are you're going to stay versus quitting. That's it. That's it, honestly. So the question is, does weapons really help retention? Yes, absolutely. If it's taught well and it's a memorable experience, what kind of retention events can you do? Anything that creates a memorable experience, all right? Anything, be it a parent's night out, be it a dodgeball night, right? No matter what it is. I mean, (coughs) when we talk about retention, everything should center around creating a memorable experience. Also, it centers in your why, right? Jason Smith, be successful, right? Every event he creates should be about creating success. Just like every event we do is to live your best life. Why were we doing parents' night out pre-pandemic for free? So parents can go out and have dinner with the significant other without the kids. That's living your best life. They don't have to pay for a babysitter. That's living your best life. And we feed your kids. That's living your best life. And they have fun that's living your best life. I can do that all day, every day. So the challenge though, every time we create some type of event, it's not for retention. It's fear-based thinking, got to get new students, got to get new students, got to get new students, got to get new students. That's all I got to do is get new students. The challenge with that, and I've shared that quite passionately right now, everyone's getting this influx of students, but I'm saying the retention is in nurturing these relationships so they stay with you, right? Right? So yeah. And then how do we show our curriculum to our parents and how valuable it is? You'll never will. You never will. What? You never will. What? You never will. You're Shotokan. You think you can possibly get a parent to understand tegu, whatever? No freaking way. It's not going to happen. But what you can do to Lorenzo is empower your parents with skill sets like your student parent handout from kids love life skills empowering the parent with that and the badge so the kid could earn it at home that's the value that's the commonality you can always speak to a parent on is we really do teach focus we really do teach confidence we really do they will not understand you you know my kata ripping tiger or truly what is about nor do i care that doesn't matter. What matters is they know, wow, they have a very systematic way of administering the curriculum. Wow, I can whip out this app right now, click on the books and watch my child's video that he needs to practice for next class. Wow, I can see realistic, tangible goals. They come to class. Every two weeks, they earn a stripe. Every three months, they have six stripes. Every fourth month, they bell test and review and do makeup stripes. They see a clear path from white to black belt. That's the value of the curriculum they need to see. So not what you're teaching, but why. Our goal is to help your child live their best life. To do that, they want to get into a good college. You want to have a great career, right? We want to promote leadership skills. All that stuff creates value, not what type of martial arts you teach. Cool? Everybody with me? All right, let me hop in there. James, he has a question live. I love live questions. What is a good target number for retention? I've heard that Ivy League universities, okay, uh, let's address this. All right. This is a great one, James. So Ivy League universities have a high 90% graduation rate. Now we in our industry, you know, that old cliche, one in 10,000 people make it to black belt, one in 10,000. I'm sure that number's not too far off from that for, you know, realistically, but somebody had posted that. A year or two ago. You know, Harvard has a 90% graduation rate. Well, stop for a moment. If I'm an 18 or 19 year old person who gets into Harvard, not community college, who gets into freaking Harvard, Harvard, do you think I'm going to fail? What do you think my chances are of failing at Harvard? What are my chances? 10%, about right. Because I'm 18 freaking years old. I've taken SATs. I've gone through four years of high school. I probably have AP English, AP chemistry. You think I'm walking into Harvard to fail? No way. No way. But James, you got a mom with a six-year-old kid. You think she's thinking about black belt? I think not. You got a mom whose kid has ADHD and she just wants him to learn to pay attention. You think she's thinking about black belt? No. No. Absolutely not. So it's a poor comparison. Does that make sense, everybody? Put it in the comments because I've had this debate with other people and this conversation, and I think it's 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. It's too. Come on, a six-year-old kid with ADHD just trying to learn focus, or a kid who's shy with con, trying to get confidence, or this eighteen-year-old kid who's going into an Ivy League school right? That's why they have a 90% graduation rate. Go to community college. Let's go there. And I bet those numbers are way off, right? Are way off. So please, when we look at that, that's why I stand on that side of it. Make sense, James? Let's see. That's some. Steph has a question. That's the challenge I have with some of my excellent kids. If they started three years old, right when they turned three, they would phase out about four point five years. I can't stick them in older programs at that age. What am I going to do with them? Add more belts? Well, in our Excellent Kids program, we go white to black, ma'am. So if a kid comes in at three years old, they can spend three years in Excellent Kids. Have I ever given out an Excellent Kids black belt? No freaking way. We make sure to move them into youth karate. So one of the points in there, Steph, if you look at your lesson plans for excellent kids, it'll say, put in one of your white belt curriculum stripes, put in one of your white belt curriculum stripes, because the goal is, Steph, when they leave excellent kids, they should at least fundamentally know one to two of your stripes heading towards your first belt in youth karate. So they hit the ground running. Make sense? So be mindful of that. You do want to bridge that gap between excellent kids and your traditional curriculum, whatever you're teaching to youth and adults, right? Whatever you're teaching. So you'll see in the lesson plan strategically, I put here in this one for confidence, put one of your stripes. If I was a white belt youth karate student, what's one of those stripes? And you're teaching it to that excellent kid. So when they walk into youth karate, they're already know two stripes. Does that answer your question, Steph? I hope it does. Good. Ricardo, I have heard that the only way to retain students, okay? This is a great one. Ricardo, he's saying, I've been told that the only way to retain students is by locking them into a contract due to Americans' tendency of doing things short time and moving to the next thing. That's, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. That's it. I mean, I'm going to call it out. And, And I know you didn't say this, Ricardo. You just paraphrasing. You know, how weak is my curriculum? How much of lack of confidence do I have if I believe the only way to retain you is to lock you into a contract? Well, let's talk about marriage. The divorce rate is 50% in this country, half. So, half, half. And that's two grown-up freaking adults who make it look each other in the eye and decide, I want to be married to you. So death do us part. Yet half, I think in San Francisco, I I mean, check the numbers. The divorce rate is like 75%, but let's go with the national average half. So you get a mom standing there with a six year old freaking kid, you know, who doesn't know anything yet. Who's just growing up and developing. Why are you so surprised by that folks? Why are you so surprised by that? So I say eliminate the contracts. If I turn my attention away from the only way to keep you and retain you is to lock you in a contract, and I really work on the relationship, right? Right, James? We love the relationship. If I really focus on the relationship, then I put myself in a better position of retaining students. But, you know, you listen to some people, we're going to replace 50% of our student body every two years. That's the attrition rate. So I don't even spend a lot of time with that. I don't. I don't. Well, you're only as strong as your weakest link. I understand that. I know my attrition rate. You know, I understand my retention rate, but so freaking what? You look at it and go, okay, everybody knows the national in our industry, zero to three months is our biggest dropout rate. That makes sense. I bet if you go to match and eHarmony and all the rest, I bet you. Zero to three months is when someone decides I want to date you or not, right? It's human nature. Why spend a lot of time, you know, right? putting a square peg in a round hole. Spend your time on cultivating relationships, investing in them, doing everything you can, right? Within your value system. But I don't believe a contract's the answer, Ricardo. I don't, I don't. The only way. And that alone, the only way, that's, there's a million ways to be successful. There's a million ways to retain students. There's a million ways to lose them. Again, I think that's outdated information that needs to be cast aside. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What do I feel is a realistic goal? I don't, James. I don't think what is a realistic goal. All we do, you know, honestly, especially as pandemic has taught us that, because we've been short on manpower, so we don't make a lot of phone calls if you don't show up to class, you know, we'll send you a we miss you postcard, right? We don't spend a lot of time with that. Even with 200 and something leads, we don't call all of them. We send them auto emails, right? And we reply to their text in the first five minutes. Those things we do do. Am I going to call you and call you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are are we losing potential new students? Maybe so. Maybe so. But here we go. This is what I'm going to say. Again, relationships. See, I try to think everything in terms of relationship. You get a girl's phone number, right? You call her. She doesn't return your call. You call her again. She doesn't return your call. You call her again, right? think about it think about it it's obvious she doesn't want to freaking date you or she's not ready to so why would you keep calling her right or him why would you do that would you i don't think so it's the same thing here you want to responsibly nurture that relationship but you want to do so in not this desperate way salesmanship 101 call them three times the first day three times the next two times after that send four emails It has nothing to do with the relationship. It's simply a strategy that salespeople implement. Disrupt it. Do things differently. Cool? I love the questions. Kevin Beaver. Is kids love life skills easy to add to a Taekwondo program? No. Oh, sorry, Marco. No. If you want easy, don't be a small business owner. Now, maybe I'm just taking that a little out of context, sir. But nothing is easy. That's why when someone tells you, my program is simple, it's just turnkey. No, it's not. Everything you have to work at consistently, consistently, consistently. But if you do do that with Kids Love Life Skills, ask Marco Mazzola, ask Jason Smith, anybody that uses the system fully, you're going to be very successful. And people will view you, Kevin, as a life skills Educator in the community, not just an extracurricular activity for children. You will be the go to when they want someone to come in their school and talk about bullying. You will be the go to when the Girl Scouts need a confidence building workshop because you've positioned yourself that way. So make the investment in kids' Love life skills, do the work that's necessary. And I guarantee, and I know I don't like using that word, I guarantee you will position your business as a life skills educator in your community. Marco, reach out to Kevin. Good. Jason Smith is sharing we are wrapping up review and testing month. Every post from a parent that is celebrating their child's accomplishment has nothing oh, great, has nothing to do with the belt around their waist. It's about the life skills they see their child learning. Believe me, I wish folks People cared I was an eighth degree black belt. I'm a second generation martial arts school owner. My daddy's had a school 50 plus years. Da, 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 da. Nobody cares. They don't. I wish they did. They don't. What they care is, am I getting those results? Do I have a more confident child, right? But that doesn't mean you abandon your curriculum and your art. That just means you have to integrate life skills at such a high level with your curriculum that people go out there and they're raving fans. They're going to profess how wonderful you are. Cool? Okay. Next question. How can you create parent engagement to improve retention? (laughs) That's a no-brainer. Our student-parent handout, our student-parent discovery sheet, as we call it, is number one. Day one When we're sizing up a kid and we're putting on the uniform, tying their belt, boom, we take the student parent discovery sheet uh, for family and the family badge. And we say to that parent in our school, we love to earn our badges. The most important badge you'll ever earn is the family badge. And we define family as the most important part of your life. But I can't give this to you You know why? You have to earn it at home from your parents. Then we turn to the parents and we say point blank, we would never tell you how to parent your child. But as a parent, we all love tools, don't we? Here's a tool take this, share it with your child, do the coloring sheet that goes with it that helps you immerse yourself in the life skill, and you choose how they earn it. But the key word is choose, right? We want that parent to be empowered. And for the child, they're learning to earn things. That seals the deal right there. And then, of course, every two weeks in our school, we're doing a different life skill. So when that parent comes to class, we're passing out, here's the life skill for the next two weeks. Make your child earn this badge at home. And the badge goes home with the parent. So they have the student parent handout paper clipped with a badge. So that is number one, right? If Jason's saying what everybody's talking about, Johnny, is, well, look at the life skills my kid has learned. Look how confident. Look how focused he is. What a team player. Look what a leader he is. There you go right there, sir. That is parent engagement to improve retention. Empowering that parent with tools they can use at home, in a store, anywhere they go. Anywhere they go. You like that? I do. All day, every day. Let me take a look at the questions. Hey, Jeremy, what's up, Jeremy? All the way from the UK. Adam Parker's here from the UK. See, so you you know what I think the bad rap is? Yeah, there you go, Jason. Thank you for that reality check. So it took me a couple of years before entering into a relationship with me. Jason was very careful. I think he saw me speak at, uh, at an event, right? At the martial arts super show. He saw me speak there. Then he came to the two-day event. Then I think he came to the four-day event. Then he saw me speak at Harvard. Then he decided to hire me as his personal mentor for eight months. Okay. I think that's smart. That's smart, just like any good relationship. Do you hop in bed with someone the first night? I hope not, right? I hope not. So think about that. Thank you, Jason, because that's reality. Yep, James, thank you. Kids Love Life Skills is not easy, but it is simple and becomes easy just like learning a new form. Hey, there's Virginia. What's up, Virginia? Kids Love Life Skills is amazing. Huge value for my family members. It is, it is, yep. It's all there. Just read those comments. Thank you for, for for those testimonials. Hey, here's a question from Danny. Good afternoon, professor. Before the pandemic, you had morning free classes to make up or catch up for the next trip. Are you still running those classes? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We used to do a Saturday morning practice class in San Francisco. Um, We never did it in Millbrae, where people would come in and just work on their stripe. What's really changed for us because of the pandemic, Danny, is we offer 15-minute free virtual private lessons. That's replaced the Saturday morning 8 a.m. class. Yeah, see, so, I I mean, great businesses will pivot and adapt. So for us, that works really well. Communicating the curriculum videos. You could pull out your app right now, click on the books, and you can watch your curriculum videos. So that plus the 15-minute private lessons have really replaced the need to do that. And and right now, Danny, we can't spar. So what used to be their B-Day, which was sparring day, is now our curriculum day, Right. A-day curriculum, B-day sparring. Following week, A-day, you know, curriculum, stripe out, tip out, get your stripe, B-day sparring. So that B-day is no longer there right now because we can't spar. But will we look at that once everything's fully back to normal? Of course we will, Danny, and we may put it back in. Yep. James, are you developing sheets for all the badges? What do you mean by sheets, James? The 12 core badges and excellent kids, you might be referring to lesson plans. Just just give me some clarity on that. All right, let me take a deep breath and, and, and take care of a couple housekeeping. So where will I be September 17th and 18th? I will be in Fairfax, Virginia for the My Studio Operations Summit Dave Kovar is speaking on that ticket to Lay and Lynette Lay, the co-founders of Encourage Martial Arts and my studio will be there. Min Wilson will be there. You know, Encourage is a high-end, high-end operators just like us. They're doing over, you know, a million dollars in each location, every one of their locations. And that's pretty impressive, right? That's pretty impressive. Um, So you need to be there for that. I think there's only nine spots left. Again, I prefer these smaller, more intimate gigs. I find the networking part is so much more uh, beneficial. You get a lot of one-on-one time with these high-end operators than you can at a big event. So there's plus and minuses, right, of a big event, plus and minuses of a small event. This is an intimate event, 50 people. It's my East Coast visit. So if you can't come out and join me for my event, then please, I encourage you to come to the My Studio Operations Summit. Please put the link for that in there, Jason, so they can get signed up. It's time-life change, me and Sam on. That's it. Sam will not record his event. So if you want to get Sam's information, you need to come to the two-day event or you need to come to the four-day event. We sold out the 20 spots so we opened up seven more for the four-day event. It is life-changing. Talk to Jason Smith, talk to Virginia DeYoung, talk to Lorenzo Sandoval, talk to Marco Mazzola. So many people have come to that four days, and it is a retreat. It's an experience in personal development, vision, mind mapping, cultivating your goals, right? It's branding, it's system, it's leadership, it's rotating curriculum. It's all of it because you as a small business owner have to wear many hats. And the reason Sam on is there, I've already shared that. A lot of you don't want multiple locations, but you should be able to, with your one school, create your version of wealth for retirement, college, vacations, everything. So if you want Sam, two days or four days, okay? Two days or four days. Marco post the links for that as well let's see what's my next question. Let's see what's this one. Okay, Ricardo, you got a bunch of stuff. Let me see what I can do for Ricardo. How often do you follow up with member students? I have a student who's still paying but not showing up. If he's paying and not showing up, he probably doesn't realize the membership continued. We just had that the other day. Somebody slipped through the cracks, canceled their membership in May, and we kept charging them because we didn't, we forgot to cancel it. And right now, to be honest with you, people aren't showing up. We don't have the manpower to track that. But we had to just refund like 800 bucks, right? So you want to stay on top of that. And right now at 800 what, 54 students, it's very challenging. We are short-staffed. Is it hurting our business? Obviously not, right? 94 new students. So yes, I think responsibly, the instructor on the mat When he takes attendance and he knows, you know, we know organically who's not coming to classes, boom, that's a you did great card, boom, that's a we miss you email. I mean, that's a we miss you postcard, that's a we miss you email, absolutely, because two things happen there. You don't want to have to refund somebody money, and that's an awkward conversation, isn't it, Ricardo, right? It's a very awkward conversation. So I think I would reach out to that student and find out why they're not coming and make sure that you don't have to refund them money. Yeah, I mean, how often? I think reasonably, okay, let's go to dating again. Let's say you're dating a girl, you just last class, right? That was your last date. And all of a sudden, she's not calling you or texting you or wanting to see you. Are you gonna sit there going, well, you know, and second guess and think about it? No, you're gonna call her. Hey, what's up? She doesn't reply. You might text her, hey, hey, have you gotten any of my messages? Um, you know, are are we still cool? Would you like to see each other on Friday night? Crickets in the night. That might be a good indication they don't want to talk to you. But the point is, I, I think the hard part for all of us, when is it appropriate and when are you just annoying and passing healthy boundaries? I don't know. Everybody's a little different. If you're a salesperson, you don't give a crap. Salespeople will call me four times in a day, right? four times with bots and da-da-da-da-da because they want to get a hold of me. I think that's annoying. It's annoying. I really believe salesmanship happens on that mat. Salesmanship happens with hello at the front door. Salesmanship happens each and every class that we're mindful of every student in that room. That's really when it happens, right? I have a student who loves classes, but the parents never show up. The student just gets Dropped off. He's doing amazing. I'm concerned he will stop showing up. Always seems to happens when parents are so disengaged. You know, that's one of the reasons why we developed the student parent discovery sheet. Because, you know, the kid who gets picked up, you never see the parent, right? Kid comes off the mat, messes with his friends, does what he needs to do, puts on his shoes, gets out into the car, gets in the car, sits down. Mom says, "How was your class today?" And his answer is, "I don't know." Cause he's forgotten already, but this kid climbs into the car, Ricardo, and he goes, Mom, 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 I've got this teamwork student parent discovery sheet. They told me that you got to read this with me, and you have to make me earn this teamwork badge. Mom, can you read this with me so I can earn my teamwork badge? Done. You know, we talked about positioning ourselves as a life skills educator, right? Having that kid gets in the car today, I learned, you know, Panther kneels to the tiger, and it's this move. I learned the four step move self defense. That means nothing to a parent. But, hey, mom, I've got this student parent discovery sheet. Can you do the coloring sheet with me and then help me earn my teamwork badge? Done. Boom. Drop the mic. Right? Then you may, sir, want to shoot videos. And what's that going to take, Ricardo? 30-second video. Send it to mom. Johnny's doing really great. Just earned his stripe today. Sure. You can do that, too. Right? You can do that, too. We play dodgeball and other fun games the last 10 minutes of classes. You should. You want to create a memorable experience. And do I want to end with a five-minute talk on focus because you want all the parents in the room who are picking up the kids to hear the value that you teach? No. I want to end my class fun, 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 fun. That way, that kid, that's the last impression they had of the class, so they do want to come back. Okay. Oh, students love it. Great. We add our own twists, such as, have you do 10 squats? Yeah, we do the same thing. Nobody's out in dodgeball. What a waste of freaking time. We have them do three jumping jacks, three push push-ups, squats, whatever. Yep. One of my staff was told by a parent that every time he gets there, students are playing. Great. Great. So that's, that's, that's a red flag, right, Ricardo? That's a big red flag. All you got to do is great. Johnny says, all we do is play. Boom. Mom, the last five minutes of every class, the kids earn the right to play a game. I know when you walk in the door, it seems like they're playing, but I would encourage you to please come observe uh, the rest of the class. They work hard. They're learning life skills such as focus, confidence, and discipline. They're progressing with short-term goals of earning a stripe, mid-term goals of earning their next belt, long-term goal of earning a black belt. Yeah, but they just play. I understand that's what you see in the last five minutes, but ma'am, is your son earning his stripes on time? Yes, he is. Is your son earning his belt on time? Yes, he is. There's no way that would be accomplished, ma'am, if we were just playing games, right? So I humbly encourage you to do that. And I'm going to take it a step further. We're going to record some of Johnny's class so that you can be confident we don't simply play games. Sound good? Sunday. Okay?
1: hmm hmm
0: Yep, yep, yep. So that's how you address that. Let me take a deep breath.
1: Yeah, right. Hey, Adina. Long time. Good to have you here, ma'am.
0: My kids always say when I ask how was school, answer good. Yeah. Or okay. Right. That's why I can go look at my son's homework and nobody learned that day and double check his homework, right? That's how you really know what they're learning. Ask a freaking kid, how was your day? How was school? I was two hours ago, buddy. I couldn't even tell you how f- the last five minutes of my life was. They're kids. So you're always going to get that answer. Always, always. There should be some measurable way for me as a parent to go in there other than a report card. Oh, here's the assignment. Did you complete the assignment, my son? Let me see it. Great, done. You know, on and on. There should be some tangible way. I look at your belt. You earned your stripe. Good job. You earned another stripe. Good job. Oh, I have a student parent discovery sheet on focus. I got to make you earn this badge at home. See, that's what's tangible, sir. That's what's truly tangible. You're welcome, Ricardo.
1: I'm just seeing if there's any questions I'm missing, folks. Good. Jason will be happy to talk to you about that stuff. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so every badge comes with a student parent discovery sheet. and at, at the beginning of every class, we're going, hey, parents, we're on focus. Does anybody need some focus? Huh? And that we're passing them out to every parent. Sure, by the second, third class in the two-week period, they're going, I already got it. I already got it. But it's powerful. In it's, and, and, and our booths, we have coloring sheets. And we're giving out focus badges when they break the board. I mean, what you want to do is use these different tools to position yourself as, oh, they teach life skills. Soccer's not going to give you a focus badge. Gymnastics is not going to have a student parent discovery sheet on discipline. T-ball is not going to have a coloring sheet on confidence, right? So all of that is there. I've even had parents ask us for the life talk, right? No longer don't say mat chat that freaking sucks, right? You want to be disruptive? We call it a life talk. Nobody even says character development anymore. It's life skills. That is the buzzword. That is what's new now and wow. So stick with it. And once they know that, you're teaching the type of life skills to help their their kid do what? In our case, live your best life. Jason Smith, to be successful, right? whatever your why is, then the parent can make the educated guess and, and and the commitment of being there or not. Really, so thank you. Thank you for all that input, you guys. Super cool. Okay, James, I have heard that the average length of a student is two and a half years. How do we improve that and what is a realistic goal for a lifetime of a student? Maybe this is a better way to look at it instead of black belt graduation rate. Well, here's my thought about that the last one i heard was it was 18 months 18 months was the average shelf life of a student that's why many systems have developed a black belt in two years anybody heard of that anybody hear of a school that you can earn a black belt in in two years put it in the comments two years who's heard that one okay and the reason that's there is because they know this guy you know data tells me the average shelf life of a student is 18 months so I need to squeeze as much money out of you as possible. I think it's ridiculous for anybody to earn a black belt in two years, right? Maybe an associate's degree in college in two years, right? But it's not a bachelor's. Do you want an AA or do you want a BA? Or do you want a master's? Or do you want a PhD? I believe four years, like college, should be standard, right? You want to you earn a black belt? Four years is standard. And our school averages five to six. See, but the reason it works so well in our school and we have a really high black belt retention rate, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, man. And that's one of the questions. Oh, see, it's right there. Look at that. How'd I do that? How'd I do that? See, I love when the cheese flown. You guys see that? I didn't even read the question. I just popped up the next one and there it is. Okay. All right. So here's why our black belt retention is so high. And he's saying, well, what are three different suggestions for retaining students after they're in the black belt that don't involve hiring them as instructors? Well, we don't hire them as instructors. We invite them into our instructors and training experience where they learn leadership skills, where they learn to be a public speaker, where they learn to be responsible, where they learn to give back and pay it forward. We never demand that they become an instructor or put them on the payroll. Would I say a lot of them become day camp counselors and things like that? Absolutely. Some of them will never teach martial arts, but they make a killer summer day camp counselor, and it fits their school schedule, right? They want to do something during the summer. So here's why. Okay, we know in our rotating curriculum, they earn one stripe every two weeks. At the end of three months, they have six stripes. Month four is review, testing, and makeup stripes. And all of this is done in class. There's no special day, none of that. Other than black belt tests, which is a you know, three, four-hour test, consistent as a group, everything's done in class, always done in class. Remember, that's why we need a whole month. We have, what, 854 students, 154 kickboxers, so we have 700 students right now between two locations. So, I earn my black belt. I walk into my next class. I start a new stripe for the next two weeks. See, we make black belt important, but my, my, my challenge with the philosophy of we are a black belt school. It's all about earning a black belt. You want to be a black belt. The goal is to earn your black belt. Guess what? That's the freaking finish line for a lot of people because that's what you sell. We are a black belt school. We're the, you know, like getting that BA, go to college, get a degree, go to college, get, get a degree. It never says make learning your lifestyle, be a learner, commit to being a lifelong learner. And you can do what? Live your best life. Commit to being a lifelong learner. You can do what? Be successful. See, so our kids understand the value of a black belt. It's embroidered. You get a nice wooden frame certificate, all of that. And it's all done in one day. So it has a little bit of hype, but really it's just another day. I tell students, when is your test? Every day. What is that test? To always do your best. Great. So when we have formal testing, it's just a celebration of your hard work because you're that confident. Because you're, you, you're actually doing your black belt test every freaking day you wake up. And that mindset and that culture that we cultivate is why our black belt retention is so high. So stop selling black belt clubs. Stop it. Stop putting we are a black belt school up on the freaking wall. Because it's the end for a lot of people. My goal is black belt. Go to the light. Black belt. Done. Done done. So be mindful of that. Okay. Right. And so they don't have to become instructors. I just think it just, you, the curriculum, the curriculum needs to be administered in the same way it was from day one. Me, I got a black belt. I sat there and just taught and did what I was told. Then I was told, Hey, you're going to test. Okay. I think it took 20 years for me to get a third degree because there's no rhyme or reason in, in the schools I grew up in right? You just teach like you're supposed to and blah, blah, blah. And when the instructor decides that you're going to test or get promoted or whatever, that's the way it goes. Cool. All right, let me get to these last questions. Now, these weren't really questions. These were their ways of retaining people. They asked these questions. Have you seen improvement in your initial goals here? Are we meeting or exceeding your expectations? What are some of your new goals we can work on together? I like it and I don't like this. Because for me, it's very generic. It's like you took it from some company's playbook and you simply, are we meeting or exceeding your expectations? Again, think relationships. Think relationships. Hey, babe, am I meeting or exceeding your expectations? You feel me, right? Hey, babe, what are some new goals we can work on together? I simply don't do that. I don't believe, a relationship is organic, it's organic, and it's something, if you're mindful, you're always, 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 live your best life, live your best life, live your best life, all right, today, me and my wife are going to lunch, just her and I, because the kids are back in school, live your best life, live your best life, live your best life, you know, it's not, hey, babe, am I meeting or or exceeding your expectations? No, it's, let me be mindful and listen. My wife's talking and I need to listen. It's more about that, folks, than it are stuff like this. But Scott, I think it's great. I mean, you know, is it wow? No. Do I think it just, you know, bowls me over? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because I think you're better than that. Because I, I know some of your work, you are better than that. All right. Here's another one. Again, it's very generic. What do you like about our classes? Are you willing to continue to train hard to achieve your goals? Are you willing? Now, I like the "u u u," right? Because it shows that you're, are you willing to allow us? That's, I don't know, man. If you came to me and said, are you willing to allow us to instill a non-quitting attitude in your child? I'd say, what do you think? I'm an idiot. Of course, I don't want my child to quit anything, but I want him to be happy and I want him to be engaged and I want to see him grow. Absolutely. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? That to me is really rough. So again, I think it's good intention, bad intention. So how would you rephrase that? Are you willing to continue to train hard to achieve your goals? Okay. How about? Yeah. See, because all of it's just generic. It's it's hard to wrap my head around that. You know, I think what I would be mindful of is to be customer centric, and. I would I mean, I, I got to think about that because it just it doesn't, doesn't get me, but I see where you're going with the GM, and so that's why I wanted to put that here. I praise you guys for it, but I believe you're better than that. Let's go in there and take this. Can we take this? So let's apply something like live your best life. right? How about are you willing to continue to train hard to achieve your goals? Okay? We believe in order to live your best life, we need to work really hard to achieve our goals. Make it a statement versus a question, right? You know what I mean? So it's hard to wrap my head around it because I don't think this way, but I want to praise both uh, GM and Scott because I know where you guys are trying to go with this. You know, um, I just want you to flush it out, move it and rewrite it so, it's based upon your why and really something culturally that works, right? So, here's an example of why I'm asking you to do it. Okay. Kentucky fried chicken. You can say, Do you like our fried chicken? All right? That's funny what you're saying, right? That's what you're saying with this type of line of questioning. Do you like our fried chicken? Okay. Or do you think our chicken's finger licking good? That's their tagline, right? That's their tagline.
1: Apple, think
0: different, right? Do you like our iPhones, iPads, and computers? Or, or, Apple makes you think different. Does it do that for you? See, one is more centered in your why, and it separates you from the generic questions that I'm getting here. So I, I I did it on purpose because I really you guys are onto something, GM and Scott. Just dig deep, dig deep, and that can change tremendously. All right, what are the most productive ways—postcard, phone call, etc.—to get in contact with a student who has been MAI for a good while? If they've been MIA for a good while, then you've missed the boat, right? Through taking attendance in your school, which is real—it's which is a real-time system, right? Real-time system, we see it. Attendance, you're not there. Attendance, you're not there. Summertime, that happens. Some people will go on vacation for a week, not tell us, two weeks, not tell us. You know, we're still charging them because we don't put you on hold unless it's a month or longer, right? So I think the most productive way is whatever fits your why. If I believe martial arts, it's to be successful, right? Someone's MIA. In order to be successful, I'm accountable to let you know that we miss you in class. That we love it when you're there. So here's a we miss you postcard. Hmm, that didn't do anything. So I'm accountable to give you a phone call. I believe by giving you a phone call, you can be successful. Okay. If it fits your why. Hmm. I'm accountable. So what I'm going to do is send you an email. Okay. Great. Because I believe sending you an email can help you be successful. All right. No. Well, what we do in our school to be successful is we will do a quick 30-second video and send it to your mom in a text going, hey, Johnny, we miss you a lot, sir. We haven't seen you in class. We hope everything's great. We can't wait to see you in the next class. Sure. Sure. Whatever you believe helps you promote your why, fulfill your why, and best serves your students, right? It's kind of like in our fitness kickboxing class, and I'll give this as an example. Some people, we get in their space, coach them on the bag. Yeah, 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 right? They dig that. This person, leave me the heck alone. Don't bother me. Don't say my name. Don't highlight and spotlight me. You guys ever have that in any of your your classes? And you know that, right? I don't put a square peg in a round hole. It's very uncomfortable and awkward to get in somebody's space that doesn't want you in it. They just want to work out. We had a woman in San Francisco, been with us till this day, because we don't mess with her space and we leave her alone. See, you see where I'm going with that? I don't believe there's a right or wrong, Rebecca. I just think you need to design an action plan we, with the team there at Believe Martial Arts based upon be successful. Whatever that means. You know what I think goes a long way when that kid walks through the door and they haven't been in class. You go, "Oh, we're so happy you're here. We've missed you. Where you been?" That's an acknowledgement, right? That you know they've been missing an action right? All right. Let's see if I missed anything. Uh, Let me take care of this stuff. So, hey, I've got a mentoring group. It's 99 bucks a month. Uh, We're on rotating curriculum right now. Next month, we're starting Becoming a storyteller, how to become a storyteller and create content. Each month we feature a different theme. If I feel the need, we stretch it out for two months. We're wrapping up, rotating curriculum. Come aboard, be part of the group. You know, if you don't like it, quit after a month. I advise it to everybody. It's designed for the small school owner. That's why it's so reasonably priced, right? And I encourage you, sign up for that, be a part of it. Maybe you can put that in the comments, Marco. Again. Please come join me for It's Time life Change, me and Sam on. You know, the four-day experience is just amazing. It's just amazing. And to have 20 of you out here, in this case, 27 for four days, that's really my whole focus. We do have a one-day experience. If you want to only come Sunday or two, two days you get Sam as well. But that four-day, it always changes my life. And I've done it for close to seven years now, I think. It's life-changing. And anybody that goes through it it changes their life and now with everything we're going through, we need this more now than ever. Cool, cool, cool. I've got two podcasts, right? Success Never Sleeps, the show here, as well as Mindful Meditations. You know me. I am super passionate about managing my mindset and I found through this pandemic even more so. Being a small business owner it's imperative. You wake up every day, you make or you break it. Other than the IRS, who tells you what to do? Nobody. Nobody. So I'm very big. I believe my mind is the biggest muscle on my body. I spend a lot of time exercising it. Cool, cool, cool. So we also have mindful meditations. We're at Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere with that. All right. So go ahead and share that. You know, help us grow. Help us grow this. I am here for the hoy polloi. And I say the common man. You are my biggest challenge. I work with a guy with 300 students. That's a few tweaks. You come to me, you know, someone like Lorenzo Sandoval, who's at 150 students. That guy, when I came to him, I think he was at 50. 50. You know how hard it is to move that needle? But I love that challenge. I love it. And, you know, that's just me. That's who I am. So thank you to my sponsors for today's show, my studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting, Market Muscles. I love you guys. I have personal relationships with all of them. I love Steven Reinstein. I love Tule. I love Letitia at LC Accounting. and I love my team at Kids Love Life Skills, all of them. And that's important. Life is short. Life is precious. Why would you spend a day with somebody you don't even like? Okay? So really think about that. All right, Marco, Marco, Marco. We have to pick a winner for today's show. And the winner is going to be invited to our mentoring program for a month. So if you share this, you are entered into our digital drawing. Marco, go ahead and post it in the comments. I'll be looking for it right here. Who is the winner today? So James is saying... Ricardo Almonte, he's the winner. Ricardo's already part of our group mentoring. James Walker's saying the same thing. He was the winner last week. So we have two spots open. Reach out to Marco Mazzola. Okay, anyone, whoever's the first one that's not part of our group mentoring, Marco will get both of you lined up with Chris. Chris will get them both registered. Two people right now, action takers, reach out to Marco Mazzola in a private message. If you're not part of our group mentoring, you We'll get James this spot and Ricardo Almonte. Cool? Does that sound cool, everybody? Is that cool, Ricardo or James? If you want to give it to someone yourself, James or Ricardo, I'm good with that, too. I'm good with that, too. Well, we'll do both because we can So James or Ricardo, if you personally want to give it away to a school owner, you're welcome to do that. Absolutely. And we're going to give two away, two people that aren't part of the group mentoring right now. Hit Marco Mazzola PM. Boom, you're in like Flint. All right, folks. I know we're going through challenging times. You know, I shared that last Saturday. I woke up at 7.30, leaf blowed the place. No, we were in the park. I taught from nine to one. I had an hour break. I did an hour and a half of a pre-test workshop. Then I had a private lesson. And I looked at that private lesson and I said, you know what? I'm going to teach the best private lesson of my life. And I did. And I was tired, but I went home satisfied. I understand what you're going through more than you know. And yes, yes. I can gratefully say, we're posting numbers like this. I mean, I know that's phenomenal in any school. Name two locations that have 854 students. And we're in the worst hit part. You know, we have every kind of lockdown, shutdown condition in the world. 94 new students, 217 leads. Look at these numbers. I understand what you're going through. I'm in the trenches like you. And if I can do these numbers with my team, can I get you to 300? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you've got to be willing to do hard work. Nothing is easy. It is not easy being a small business owner. Shelve that, eliminate it. Doesn't exist. Nothing is easy. But it can be manageable. It can become simple. You can create your version of freedom and success. You absolutely can do that. I promise you that. But you've got to be ready. You got to be serious. You got to be freaking ready to do that type of work. I mean, I can't express it enough. Hey, Remember to come join me at my Studio Operations Summit, September 17th and 18th, Fairfax, Virginia. I think there's nine spots left. I get to see some of you there. I'm excited for that. Change, me and Sam, get signed up for that. There's only seven spots left. All right. I hope I served you well today. I love each and every one of you, whether I know you or not. You know why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. If you choose to hang out with me, I love you. If you choose not, I love you too. And we should do the same thing with our students. If they choose to stay with you, be grateful. If they choose to leave, be grateful for the time that you shared. And I think that is the foundation of a culture that's sustainable and growth-oriented. I am Brandon Beliso. Thank you so much for being a part of Success Never Sleeps. Until we meet again, you go out there, live your best life. (music)